And welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being transmitted to you from a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I am Brady C. Here with my co-host, as always, Adam B. How you doing out there, BC? I am a good, uh, 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 and I hope that uh, you are too. <laughs> You know, that's honestly better than the, the, the Ewoks theme song, I think. We are the e- yeah, it's, that's going to be stuck in my e- head e- for a while now. E- I I, uh, I thought I would re- remember it, and then I woke up, and it was Gone. straight out of my head. Yeah, that's, I remember there were a lot of E's. That's the only thing that I remember, because I, I popped this on. I tried to watch this episode. Uh, uh, hey, show intro, everybody. Uh, today we're going to be talking about <laughs> Wicket and the Dandelion Warriors, an Ewok adventure children's book based on Ewoks the TV series episode 4 to save Deej. I hope that's clear <laughs> enough for everybody. <laughs> uh, but That's right. But to get myself prepped for Wicket and the Dandelion Warriors the book uh, I did mm-hmm. watch, I tried to watch to save Deej a couple weeks ago and boy oh boy I made it about 5 minutes after that theme song I was like I think I'm done for now. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the theme song is a, a banger by Taj Mahal, which is fantastic, American blues legend. Uh, but yeah, the only thing and they give them a, they give them a lot of time for that Ooh, that intro song. Really spaces it out. It's like maybe two minutes long. It's a minute. Yeah, it's over a minute long, which gives you a good base of what an Ewok is. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they say E a whole bunch in it, which is very memorable. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. I, I finished the episode today. Uh, it's the, the book sticks pretty true to the source material. This is the rare case where the book is based on the television episode, as opposed to the you know movie or TV being based off of the original source material. Uh, so uh, sticks. It's a it's a novelization. Yeah, it is a TV episode. It's the children's novelization. Of man, that is quite a cover. It's. It's an amazing cover. The artwork, I, I don't want to get too deep into it just yet, but the artwork, artwork's pretty solid. Uh, nice colors on this bad boy. Uh, illustrated by Deborah Colvin Borgo. Uh, shout out to Deborah Colvin Borgo. Uh, that's, a, that's a dope Star Wars name, Yeah, honestly. She doesn't need to change her name for the Star Wars universe. Deborah Colvin Borgo. What are you now, doing? I didn't. Deborah Colvin Borgo. Devin. I'm trying to figure out who would play Devin Corgan Borg. <laughs> Probably just like Chris Bartlett again. <laughs> yeah. It'd be one of those reoccurring uh, uh, creature actors. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, BC, I only watched the episode because you had to get your hands on this book from 1980-something, I assume. 1985, um, yep. Published 1985 nice. by Random House. And, and Return of the Jedi came out in 1983. In, is that right? Indeed, it did. Yeah. So yeah, we we still got still got Star Wars in the zeitgeist. Oh, Imagine it, a time where you couldn't have had Star Wars on home video, but you had this show being pumped into your house. Uh, those were the glory days, my friend. <laughs> the glory days of fandom. It's, it is. It. Let's just wax nostalgic here for a little while. Uh, it is wild to think about. Uh, media in the 80s because uh, now we have everything everywhere all at once whenever we want it. It was like a barren uh-huh. wasteland. You, you saw Star Wars in the movie theaters and then it was gone. You know, you, there were, you didn't have the DVD 
Home videos were still expensive. You might be able to go rent one from, like, your grocery store or something. But your best bet of getting your hands on some Star Wars content was your your imagination, your Kenner action figures, and uh-huh. waking up on Saturday morning and watching the E-E-E-E-E-E-Walks. <laughs> Do you have any idea what network this aired on? Ooh, very good question. I don't. Um, I I would I, I will look into it while you uh, f- vamp a little bit. Yeah, I'll wax a little further, and <laughs> that I don't know. I think we're returning back to a time where it's harder to find where you want. I mean, I guess you can always get the Blu-ray or the DVD of what you're looking for, but you know the streaming services—they they do rip things down. They lose their licenses. You want to watch your favorite TV sitcom, and then it's suddenly kapoofed, and it's off of Netflix and on to Dingle Dangle or wherever. Um, but but yeah, I, I can't imagine what I would have done if this would have aired during my childhood because I would have wanted to watch it because it was Star Wars, but also I think I would have had the pants board board off of me <laughs> by this TV show. Uh, it is aimed at a very young audience, um, but kind of all the cartoons of this era, BC, I don't have nostalgia for them. Um, you know, I'll watch uh, a Masters of the Universe or whatever for kicks here or there but mostly it, it kind of bores me uh the pacing is usually slow the animation is real low budget <laughs> real dumpy animation um incredibly slow and weird uh just in the writing and the pacing of the episode um yeah this this did originally air on abc uh with its com- wow with its companion show droids so wow, droids I like a lot better from what I've seen. I've only seen this one episode of Ewoks. Droids is weirder, um, and there's more room for regular Star Wars stuff. You right? Know? Yeah this this show is very strange, uh, but I, I mean I I get you know it's a they're little little bears, so there's a children's appeal if you're probably five or six. Uh, yeah, which uh, and I'm not knocking anyone's love for this show. I'm just saying I don't understand it, mostly because I don't have nostalgia for it. Yeah, so and I'm, also because I think Hey Arnold is way better than any show that came out in the yeah, any as, cartoon show that came out in the '80s or whatever. As a man in his mid 30s, this uh, solidly does not hit any of the checkpoints for what I want out of a television program at this stage of my life. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, the Ewok show is is I would say I'm I'm not the target audience for. Uh, somewhat unsurprisingly, perhaps, but uh, it it did run for two seasons, lasted twenty six episodes or thirty five wow. segments, as is listed on here. Uh, but yeah, you know, it uh, it had it had a little life. This was you know for a little while there in the mid eighties. This was this was the Star Wars content that children were clamoring for. And just think of all the podcasts that were being recorded weekly, reacting yeah. to those yeah. Ewok episodes when they were coming out. Definitely, definitely. Now, now, BC, I want to get, I want to talk about this before we get into the book. Yeah, uh, the Ewoks speak English. Indeed, they do. Um, except for occasionally, um, they'll they'll speak a little e- Ewok Ewokian yep. or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Now, I my whole life have been saying Ichiwama, <laughs> uh, which you know is just like a a thing that I say from you know Return of the Jedi. It's kind of like an oh no, or like a. Um, apparently, it's Ichiwawa. This was shocking to me. It's uh, it's it's a it's it must be quite the eye opener. 
I, I, I really like it really hurt me because I, I say it too frequently um, and nobody knows what it is except for me. And it's kind of like saying I, I, I like nobody notices or cares. But I'm, I'm thinking back to Return of the Jedi and I'm like, did he really say because the 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 it said as Ichi Wama. So could it be Ichi Wawa? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know, but it, it's really created a crisis for me, PC. Well, I, you know, it's it's the fine details that are being lost <laughs> in the Ewok adventure that that we really should be mourning here, uh, <laughs> like Ichiwawa. <laughs> we we do get at, at one point. I think it's Widget is the character. No, it's the the gray brother Ewok speaks. I've got Willie and native. Uh, Weechie. Okay, Willie speaks Ewokian for a while. Um, anyway, uh, I guess we should get into the plot of this thing. It's a weird cartoon show, um, and then you got the book, which I'm hoping fills out some of the details here. The general idea is that Wicket and uh, Weegee and Willie's father is sick and dying, so they go to Low Gray... Not Lagre, another like slap in my face. This is so, like I thought is, it was Lagre. This is Lagre, and you're not gonna con- convince me otherwise. They call him Logre. No, his uh, name's Lagre, and it always <laughs> will be. I think the Ewoks got some things wrong, and it's it's okay for us to note that. Um, no, I hope you don't mind. I did put together a a thorough rundown. Oh, oh yeah, of, yeah, please. Of my uh, my book report for this. Uh, so Let's hear it, BC. I, I want to present this uh, to the class as one would uh, as as giving a book report. Um, so here here I go. I'm going to launch into this. This is a and it's beat for beat the episode of the television show. So so don't be surprised that uh, okay there's not a whole lot more information here. Uh, while out berry picking one day on the forest moon of Indor, Deej, Wicket's father, is poisoned while trying to save Wicket from being carried away by a pile of ants who notably have eight legs in the Star Wars universe. Uh, after taking Deej back to their hut, Wicket's older brothers, Weechie and Willie, tell Wicket not to try to help. He's already caused enough damage. Uh, classic older brother meanness going on here. Log Ray, uh, the shaman of the Ewoks, uh, tells them that there is a cure for what ails Deej. They will need the tail feather of a giant lantern bird, a frosh egg, and a star-shaped quill from one of the dandelion warriors. Wicket volunteers to gather them all. He's feeling doubt. He's feeling shame. He's feeling uh, real guilt for what he's done to his father. But his brother's like, no, no. No, you're not going to help, Wicket. You've already done enough damage. And Logre's like, gentlemen, 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 separate. Your father's about to die. We get into some heavy death material. In yeah, this. this is a little deeper. This is a little deeper than the cartoon show. Uh, he flips over the sands of time, uh, which are <laughs> are going to indicate the death knell of Deej. So when the last sand drops, he's timed this with his shaman powers perfectly to tune up with the death of Deej. Uh, and useful power. Amazing. Yeah amazingly powerful shaman um so uh, at least that's what we're led to believe because he's just got an hourglass he's like when this is done he's dead so go go get that stuff uh and they're like all right well, you know what 
we'll work together and split up. We'll each go to retrieve the tail feather, the frosh egg, and the star-shaped quill. Uh, and so out they go on their adventures uh, to retrieve those three items that will create the concoction that is the cure for what has poisoned their father. Uh, Willie goes after the tail feather. Weechi goes to retrieve the egg. And Wicket, of course, is going to go for the star-shaped quill from the Dandelion Warriors. Now, I want to pause right here and just note the Dandelion Warriors, while featured prominently in the title of this book, uh-huh. play very little role compared to any other thing in both the book and the episode of television. Yeah, I would say they're the highlight as far as their their wild creature design and they're terrifying for a children's show. Uh, but to save Deej, the the title of the TV show makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, they the design of them is... I mean, I'm, if, if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> go check out YouTube. Um, but the design of them is, is pretty terrifying. But Yeah, they have very sharp mouths and red eyes, and they throw quills out of the top of their head in an attempt to murder things. Um, they're humanoids. They're tall. Yeah, they're, they're big creatures. Uh, I, I would say taller than uh, your average Ewok. <laughs> uh so yeah yeah uh yeah but the fact that they're they're like this is the the dandelion warriors in the book i'm like hey you just call it to save deej it's the same thing it's you're literally yeah. just copy and pasting the episode into but i'm like come on you're you're four you're at the book fair or the library wherever what are you gonna get to save deej or the dandelion warriors you're obviously gonna go for the dandelion <laughs> warriors and i'm sure that random house had a a lot of input on the titling of this they're like no we to save deej and no one knows what you're talking about lucasfilm put those little dandelion warriors on there we'll sell a million copies of this book tomorrow uh and so that's what they did and uh, so off they go uh in encountering uh, various uh trials and tribulations along the way which are featured uh in the episode to save deej in terms of getting the eggs uh who is it uh, willie no Weechi. Weechi takes a floaty potion that Logray has concocted, and he yeah, floats it's on It's directly up. from uh, the Chocolate Factory. It is 100% the Willy Wonka. the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory thing. Where he, he drinks a potion he shouldn't. Now he can fly yeah, so, or float. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Willy is after going after the tail feather. So he's got to take that potion to go up to get the tail feather, which is high in a nest because he's, he's not so good at climbing. Um Weechi is going after the frosh, frosh eggs, uh, and he encounters a bunch of, like, scary lizards uh, in a cavern. <laughs> uh, and then... And Who just kind of growl at him, but keep their distance, but they're still supposed to be threatening. Very threatening. Uh, so, so threatening that he uh, takes a dive off of a waterfall, catches a little twig. That snaps. He's hanging on to another branch. Uh -huh. We leave him hanging there for a little bit. Uh, then we go back to Wicket, who finds Guppin, who is an elf-like gnome strapped to a tree, being used as target practice by the uh, Dandelion Warriors. Uh, they they sort of have a, a negotiation of who's going to be the bait for uh -huh. for the Dandelion Warriors to shoot their quills at. Uh, eventually, Guppin, uh, you know, bravely goes goes out to to be the recipient of those shots. Uh, takes takes a bunch of shots until one of those coveted star-shaped quills is shot uh, which is what wicket needs 
Retrieves and by it. shot, these quills, like the dandelion head of Ye- these creatures, yeah. they shake it forward and like porcupine quills come out. Think That's interesting. It's like, it's almost, it's yeah, it's like knife throwing almost from your head. Like the knives are being generated from their heads. There's a whipping action that happens. And then multiple projectiles are fired from multiple dandelion warriors. Um, and the, the star-shaped quill is a rarity among these quills that are flying out of their heads. I want to see these guys in the Fallen Order sequel. Um, saw some crazy creatures on Kashyyyk. I want to go to the Forest Moon of Endor and fight some dandelion warriors. I, I don't think enough of the Forest Moon of Endor has been explored, and honestly, the Ewok adventures can can probably give us some, some good source material for some of those things. You know, we can bring yeah. some of this back into canon, I feel like. And, yeah. and I would nominate the it's Dandelion time. Warriors, certainly, as one of the first things to be We'll start back. that campaign on Twitter. Hashtag uh, DandyMyLions. Bring back the Dandelion Warriors. That's all one That's hashtag. That's one. To be clear, everybody, <laughs> yeah. when you are blasting that on Twitter, that is all one hashtag. That was DandyMyLions. Bring Lions, back. Bring back the Dandelion Warriors. Yes, hashtag DandyMyLions. Bring back the Dandelion Warriors. Thank you all. Yeah, appreciate we appreciate that. Yeah, start blasting that on Twitter as soon as you can. Uh, obviously, we will be doing that post episode immediately. So that that hashtag should be trending. Honestly, here any moment. Um, yeah. So uh, he's he's we've essentially we we're all gathered we've all gathered our ingredients right uh, so it's it's a it's about time to go back to save Papa Deej uh, and here comes my favorite part oh boy <laughs> uh, yeah so but you know the sands of time are slipping they're they're a little far away how are they gonna get there AB how, how are they gonna get there I I don't know BC we really gotta finish this episode. <laughs> What are we going to do? How are we going to get him back? Luckily, we have a magical elf-like creature who's with us who tells us all, just, I want you to think of a large flying creature. A quote from the book. He tells them to think of a large flying creature. They do. And Guppin, our elf-like creature, transforms himself into a talking bird. Giant. It looks more like a dragon in the, the cartoon to me. Yeah, yeah descri- described in text as a giant bird. <laughs> literally literally okay. a giant bird. Um, he's be a beautiful plumage, uh, but he's like, get on, Ewoks. I'll take you back. And Dewey's Machina takes them right back to Deej. Lagre whips up the serum. With the tail feather, the egg, and the quill, and bada bing, bada boom, Deej is recovered. Thus ending nice. Wicket and the Dandelion Warriors, an Ewok adventure. Well, BC, the, the, the spinning wheel of content has selected some bangers for us. I think this might be the least impressive selection from the wheel thus far. <laughs> It's uh yeah it's not it's not good um it, <laughs> it it's not and in terms of what it is it's not entertaining or, or really creative in any way uh, yeah we pulled a book based on an episode of TV that is in and of itself not very good w- yeah. which is fine but I want to go into a couple things specifically with the book now uh, written in 1985 I feel like children's books have maybe come a long way since then 
Yeah. Because I was yeah. I was struck. One, the, the artwork, shout out to Deborah Colvin Borgo. A fantastic, fantastic artwork here. I'll I'll show I'll show you you YouTubers some of that. But what yeah. what's striking to me is the text on this is like a ten point font. Yeah. And this this is aimed at no one older than the age of five or six. Uh, based on the handwriting from the previous owner, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful uh, inscription Great. inside the cover there of Jim. Great signature by Jim. Uh, yeah, it's got to be five, six, seven max. But but the the text of this is all like ten point font. And it's all bunched up together, and it's it's a shockingly long read. Like I, I've you know I've I've got uh, I have nieces. I've read children's book to them. I slogged through this thing. Would be like I, a child would not sit down and listen to me read this book to them for twenty minutes. It takes forever and is generally pretty bad. Um, couple couple things uh, that that I, I did note um, so like things like this Wicket threw a berry at Nisa and it splattered gooily just great writing um, gooily gooily how do you g-o-o-i-l-y g-o-o-i-l-y um, let's see there was the other there was the one that was about the shame <laughs> early like it's it's just not written for a child um, yeah like the language that is used Deej was still babbling when the children carried him back to the village and up the winding staircase to his tree hut I, just the 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 general sense of it is is not very childlike like this pr- I, this particular it's so hard to show but like look how much text is on yeah, just these two lot. pages that's a lot and honestly, your 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 summary is about all you need, along with the pictures. Like the summary, good pictures done. But no, Larry Weinberg was re- like, you know what? I really got to show off my skills as a writer here in Wicket and the Dandelion Warriors. Uh, I'm gonna need at least five thousand words for this. <laughs> but like, it's uh, it would be interesting to know the actual word count on this because it's probably fifteen times more than it needs to be. Um, that being said, I-, I thought it was interesting that the previous owner's name was Jim because I don't think that's a kid's name. Now it's a kid's spelling, but you would think it would be James or Jimmy. I don't know many five year olds who go by Jim. I was thinking about yeah? this. Like, hey, my name's Jim. What? No, your name. You know, it's been a while since I've known a gym at all. Uh, I think that's one of those names that's fallen out of fashion, BC. A lot of Jameses. Yeah. You hear a good James running around every once in a while, of course, and Jim, uh, short for James, somehow. Um, Jimmy, the kid friendly version. Uh huh. But very few children. Hi, I'm Jim. I'm like, all right, Jim, settle down. Uh, it just struck me that, that a book that seems. Like, was written for a Jim what? instead of a James or a Jimmy is is what I received. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it takes a pretty sophisticated child to get through all that text. Uh, BC, I remember my friend Tommy started going by Thomas when he was eight, and you know he graduated to Thomas at age eight. He grew a goatee. So maybe started this is, smoking <laughs> cigars. Yeah. You know, 
Maybe that's what happened with her boy Jim here. He read this book and was like, I'm a man now. You know what? I'm a man. Once I was Jimmy. Now that I've read Wicket and the Dandelion Warriors, I'm Jim. I, I'm worried, BC, we've already offended uh, a swath of our massive listenership um, by, you know, not enjoying this. But it's almost as if, uh, forgive me out there, y'all, it's almost like... This Ewok show might have been a bit of a cash grab, <laughs> more than a passion project. It, it's what do you think? <laughs> no, like I, I have um, obviously we, I mean, uh, apology to all of our boomer listeners who are big Ewok <laughs> <laughs> cartoon fans. Uh, it's not good. I don't care what you say. Uh, at least based on one episode, uh, if there is a good episode, maybe the Wheel of Fate will decide for us when that time comes. But. I have no desire to go back and watch an Ewok adventure no. or, or pick up another I, a novelization of one of the episodes. No, no more. No, maybe I'll even go through and remove novelizations of TV episodes from from <laughs> our, our list of content. Um, but I would be much more excited to watch a random droids episode yeah. um, than another Ewoks episode you know i i don't dislike ewoks but i don't really want to live in their world um those ewok movies are, are I mean, really bad i mean it's a trip it's like the this actual episode is is almost incoherent do you know like in terms of the storytelling like it's yes the plot beats are there but it's like a lot of it doesn't make any sense because it's at the end they're like wicket you're a hero but it's all about how like they had to work together to do it, and they went yeah. out of their way to point out that that he caused the problem. At the end, they're like, "No, Wicket, you're the hero." It's like, how did we get there? You you <laughs> did this together. Like they go out of their way to yeah. be like, "This this this victory belongs to Wicket." It's like, no, well, it should be like, no, this is, we're a family. Let's not forget Weechi and Willy, who both played the magic the magic creature we just discovered. Yeah. Uh, Guppin, or Goopin? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna pronounce it Guppin. Uh, yeah, I like Guppin because it's uh, a little more fun that way. Yeah, but it's it's like, hey, we don't know how to end this episode. What if we make that elf turn into a bird? You know, like it's it's just like in a writer's room, you're just like, yeah, Dewey is machina, baby. Just turn the uh, turn the elf into a bird. Fly him back. Give him another nah. adventure. I'm going to go ahead and wager there was not a writer's room <laughs> for the show. It was a writer. <laughs> there was a writer was a, in his office. It was a guy. His or her office. Yeah. In their office. The one in their office at Lucasfilm who's like, finally, my chance to write. Uh, and it seemed like maybe they didn't have a whole lot of uh, practice doing that. I, again, I don't know. We're not going to dive too much into the television shows because today we're here to talk about the book based on the TV show. That's right. Um, and uh, really, there's not a whole lot more information about Larry Weinberg uh, or Deborah Colvin Borgo, other than to say the Wheel of Fate does not seem to have killed either one of them. So that's good. That's good. We've broken that's our good. curse of uh, our Wheel of Fate killing people, which I'm very <laughs> pleased with because that freaked me out. Um, but yeah, I you know not not good. Apologies to Ewok heads, but no, it's it's definitely a seems like a cash grab and can definitely understand why why this would taint people's experience with Ewoks in Return of the Jedi 
Whereas if if I remove this from my head and just go back to when I watched Return of the Jedi as a kid, I was like, yeah, he was pretty cool. I'm fine with it. But then if you watch this yeah. show, you're like, mm, I kind of hate these things. <laughs> I kind of don't like this at all. Yeah, I, I I don't consider this to be good quality children's entertainment. No. Um, but something that is quality entertainment, perhaps, BC, I found a video game of this. Uh, of this, it is... It is named after after the the book, um, and it's all like I can't I can't remember if the comments on the YouTube video were all in French or in German or something. I, I tried to search the developer or what it was published for. Um, I don't really know anything about it except there is like an Atari era <laughs> Wicket and the Dandelion Warriors game out there that someone made. One one of the original attempts to spin off a franchise came from season one, episode four of Ewoks to save Deej in the form of Wicket and the Dandelion Warriors book and apparently the video game uh all part of an upward synergistic plan to uh have wicked and the dandelion warriors take over the star wars universe unfortunately that did not come to fruition didn't come to pass uh um, however if you uh use the hashtag dandy my lions bring back the dandelion warriors it could happen it, it might happen still Okay, so this this game is uh, all the comments are in Spanish, Amazing. and there are a lot of comments on this video for a video with only a thousand views. So people must have played this <laughs> at some point, um, but presumably in a Spanish speaking country. Yeah, yeah, and there's you know it, I guess it's an old computer game of some kind. 1987, licensed by Lucasfilm. So this is this is years after, <laughs> after is, the episode has aired. Yeah, two years after the book is published. <laughs> um, man, Star Wars is a wild thing. And especially, well, yeah. Let's uh, let's wax nostalgic about this. Uh, it is a very romantic era of Star Wars before we have Star Wars everywhere all the time. Where little passion projects like this weird video game can be made you know what i mean yeah i guess so that's about as, yeah. as nostalgic as i can get about <laughs> i apologize that I, I thought i'd have more but no it's, it's not there uh it generally just kind of is bad content and i can't apologize for it enough <laughs> Well, BC, I think that's I think that's all we got in the tank for <laughs> Wicked and the uh, the Dandelion Warriors. Uh, but should we spin the wheel again and see if it's got something good coming our way? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, A quick clarification. Now, I know last week we have another adventure journal. Which one is it? Because I've we've got the. It seemed like it was almost a combination of two titles. We well, it's one title that exists and one that doesn't. So the title that we spun on the wheel is slightly different from the actual title. But when you search that title in Google, uh, we can figure this out offline. <laughs> no, let's have everyone come into our production meeting. Let's let's talk about it. Uh, okay, so let's see what's happening. Uh, not next week, but the week following. Yeah, what, yeah. What I'm spinning, treasure spinning the wheel. are we going to be hunting down to talk and about? And if it... If it seems like it's something uh, boring as dirt, you know, we'll we'll find something else. Uh, cut that, cut that, cut Legacy that. of the Force: Betrayal by Aaron Alston, Legacy. which may be a novel. Um, I, I recognize the name Aaron Alston. This was Betrayal. 
Yep, it is. Okay, this is a fairly recent book. Um, I believe I can get this on audio and listen to it. The cover appears to be a young Boba Fett with a lightsaber, though that is certainly not not the case. Um, so, BC, I will volunteer to do the, the book report on this one. Um, if if uh, you don't want to join me in that that quest, I will do all. I'll do the internet research and uh, read some awesome. summaries and reviews, perhaps. Um, this is. Let me just get a quick look at this. Who are we dealing with? A dark enemy stalks Luke Skywalker and the Jedi. A devastating war threatens the galaxy. A dangerous destiny summons Jason Solo. Uh, ooh, it is Legacy of the Force Book One. So how about that? Um, oh, I'm excited. That should be interesting. Nice. Determined to root out those behind the mayhem, Jason follows a trail of cryptic clues to a rendezvous with the most shocking of revelations. <gasps> ooh. Ah. Meanwhile, Luke grapples with something even more troubling, dream visions of a shadowy figure whose force, power, and ruthlessness remind him of Darth Vader. Wah, wah, wah. Ever heard of him? If Luke's <laughs> visions come to pass, they will bring untold pain to the Jedi Master, dot, 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 and to the galaxy. <sighs> wow, so we're going to deal with a dead legacy solo. <laughs> um, and yeah, that'll be dope. Circa 40 ABY. Well, I am excited about that. <laughs> well, it'll be an older Luke. Yeah. An older Luke. Yeah. Um, ABY. So he's what? Is he 18 at zero ABY? Yeah. That's that's what I always assume. Okay. So he's, he's, he's approaching 60 in this. Cool. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Uh he uh okay Alston did a lot of the x-wing series that makes sense um i also read one of the new jedi order books he wrote as uh, when i was younger the one where chewbacca dies um his wife here's a little quick his wife mar mar jade skywalker had more personal items and equipment of course <laughs> of course of course mara jade the wife jedi ladies has be a shopping. bunch of lady stuff <laughs> ladies be shopping <laughs> with their accessories <laughs> uh, at least uh, oh, okay well it's disguises weapons communication gear falsified documents a former spy she had never given up the trappings of that trade but those items weren't here. Luke wasn't sure where she kept them. She didn't bother him with such details. <laughs> didn't bother the reader either. So. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, yeah, this this will be a treat for a week after next. Next week we have another adventure, um, yeah, an adventure journal short story coming your way. And BC, over on the YouTube channel this weekend live, we're going to be... Uh, we're going to be opening some Star Wars cards. Yeah, and crying about how much money we spent on them, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be opening boxes of 2022 Mandalorian uh, Chrome. It doesn't say Beskar anywhere on the box, so I'm going to stop calling it Beskar. <laughs> it's the Beskar edition. It's like, why, why are we doing that? Yeah, uh, yeah it, doesn't, it doesn't say that anywhere on the actual package, so... No, nope, you're right. It just says Tops Chrome. Tops Chrome, the Mandalorian. Star Wars Mandalorian, Tops Chrome. 
one autograph guaranteed. And boy, oh boy, hot autos as usual coming out of these Star Wars products. Tops has printed this uh, like mad. I think it's still available on their website direct, which means there are millions of these boxes. I, I honestly think that's one of the better autos you could have pulled, BC. Chris Bartlett as Ferryman. Yep. Nice image. <laughs> nice signature. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, I'll take it over Mando's dad, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm either flip a coin, uh, whatever. Really? Yeah. I, I'd much rather have an alien always than, like, someone's face that I don't recognize. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's... Uh, so yeah, spoiler, I opened a box, it was painful. Um, what? There's there's only one parallel per entire box of cards. That was mine. I got the, you got a blue one. I got the blue, which is, the blue borders look cool on these, but, uh, I, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> um, it's, it's a rehashed product that, uh has a nice crumb finish there's some there's some stuff to like about it but largely i think they could have just made these chrome blasters and charged us forty dollars and given us 60 cards and no autographs and would have just been just fine but no we got uh got screwed with our pants on on this one so uh <laughs> yeah we'll open a box maybe fingers crossed we'll hit that pedro pascal super fractor auto hey, and we won't have to I worry mean, about anything they're, the super fractors are so damn rare. I don't know that I've seen a single one yet. Uh, I saw one. It's. I mean, it's not an autograph, but I saw one super fractor on eBay that was listed for. Okay. Hold on to your shorts. Seven thousand dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> sure, someone will pay that. Yeah. Well, so maybe not the the most uh, collectible product in the world. Save um, save your money. Go buy whatever you want instead of a box of this. You'll feel better yeah, about but, it. But I'm still I'm still looking forward to oh, opening these. Come on, I'm a uh, junkie. BC. Of course I'm going to open and be excited about and, it. And uh, I mean we we also were adding a box to the cargo hold, so that's exciting. We got a box of finest in there now. We got a box of this in there. Um I I am more excited about the uh, the paper Boba Fett cards coming out than I am <laughs> than I am about this at this point. I think I think the route that I'm gonna go, because um, you ordered a hobby box, didn't you? Yeah, you've got well, at least one coming. Yeah, I think so. Um, Steel City still has the pre-orders for the blasters, which they're gonna print this thing to oblivion. Yeah, for like absolutely. for like twenty-two bucks. I'm like, why don't I just order three blasters yeah. of this stuff? Save yeah, myself get some blasters half the cost, and don't worry about getting junky auto, and just get some get some book of boba cards, you know. Yeah, that's that's what I would recommend as well. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's all the business, BC. Um, thanks for listening to this weird episode of the podcast, y'all. We are the We're the spirits of the forest moon. And, uh, by the way, our last two episodes, we had a problem with the video. Everything's going haywire. Oh. i got to reformat my computer. Um, so, you know, check those out on our website. Um, eventually I'll get them on the YouTube, but they won't have any videos, so people won't click on them and stay on them because that's how YouTube works. Uh, <laughs> but, but we really appreciate it if you're out there listening to our content in any form. And we'll be back next week in the Cargo Bay. 
Uh, but until then, I guess bye forever. You got anything else, PC? No. Go snuck yourself, Chicago babies. Uh, bye-bye. Bye.